The North Forker podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's number one real estate agent and top producer from 2005 to 2023. Hello, and welcome to the North Forker Stories podcast, where you'll learn about the wonderful people, places, and things that make the North Fork of Long Island a special place. My name is Lee Meyer, Managing Editor of North Forker, and this week, we're in the doghouse. Camp Canine, Healing Humans with Four-Legged Friends by Nicholas Grosso. View photos by David Benthal on northforker.com. Many North Forkers are familiar with Kathy Demarado as Executive Director of the Center for Advocacy, Support, and Transformation, also known as CAST, which helps feed families in need and assist them in finding employment and educational opportunities. Far fewer know that at home, at her office, and everywhere else she goes, Demarado works a second job one that helps people far beyond the North Fork. As an advisory board member and an assistant dog handler for Paws for People, a foundation based in Castle Hayne, North Carolina, Demarado helps raise golden retrievers and golden mixes that grow up to serve veterans as well as children and adults with disabilities. For eight weeks at a time, Demarado takes a new puppy, up to five months old, everywhere she goes, so it develops social skills and learns to remain calm and focused as it encounters new sights, scents, and sounds. Her most recent four-legged companion, Cosmo, from whom she recently parted so he can complete his training, marked the 22nd dog she and her family helped raise over the past nine years. Demarado also helped the organization launch a puppy development center in Maryland, where Paws for People recruits and trains families that, like hers, will train future service dogs. Nine years ago, while living in Annapolis, Maryland, Demarado worked at the humanitarian organization similar to CAST. Before that, she made her living as an attorney. I represented people with disabilities, she says of her previous career. I've seen service dogs in my work, and I love golden retrievers. I've always had golden retrievers, so I was interested in the intersection between dogs and helping people with disabilities. Training Days Demarado and each pause for people golden retriever, pure or mixed, are joined at the hip for the requisite training period. I take the puppies to work with me. I take them wherever I go, she says. So if I leave to go to the post office or grab some lunch or stop at the IGA, go to church or movie theaters, I take the puppies. They just become a natural part of my everyday life. Some dogs are more skittish than others when they begin training. She recalls one pup that was particularly afraid at a bowling alley. Rather than coddle the canine or take him home, instead she helped him power through his fear. You have to be very positive and encouraging, she says. 
You have to get them really excited about it with a high-pitched voice, like, come on, this is fine. By the end of that day, that puppy wanted to visit all the people who were bowling, but it took me about 45 minutes to work with the dog to get to that comfort level. At Cast's South Hold office, Demorado's co-workers describe all her furry friends who have come and gone over the years as well-behaved compared to untrained dogs. You never hear them bark, says Cast administrative assistant Maureen Rogers. They don't create a commotion of any kind. When little kids from downstairs would come up, they'd get so excited and the puppies are just so well-behaved and comfortable. A new leash on life. After their time with Demorado and her family, the pups get shipped off to Rutro, a maximum security prison. No, they're not in trouble. At the St. Mary's Correctional Center for Men or the Lakin Correctional Center for Women, both in West Virginia, the dogs work with prisoners and staff to learn more advanced commands and behaviors they'll need to care for whoever they work for in the future. But it's not just the dogs who grow. This segment of the program, known as Paws for Prisons, helps inmates cope with post-traumatic stress disorder related to experiences before and during incarceration. The program requires inmates who participate to complete a series of leadership classes and essays designed to encourage them to work toward acceptance of their crimes, seek forgiveness where appropriate, and move forward with their lives on a more positive and productive path, according to the Pause for People website. Typically, the dogs work with inmates for 9 to 12 months, Demorado explains, depending on when the staff determines they are trained and mature. Once they are ready, it is time for their bump ceremony. Candidates for the Pause for People program visit the prison where they are greeted by a room full of dogs. The dogs, not the humans, then choose their companions. They brought several dogs around me to see how I interacted with them and how they interacted with me, says Jim Hoover, a veteran who was paired with Pause for People pup in April 2021. That's when they said Noble chose me. And then I started going down and training with Noble for a couple days each month. And then after five, six months of training, brought him home with me. Since Hoover was injured in a training accident in 2012, the Spottsylvania, Virginia resident has lived with chronic reactive airway dysfunction syndrome. When a particular center airborne pollutant such as burning toast or pollen enters his airway, the condition inhibits his ability to breathe. When I had problems breathing, if I was alone, I couldn't notify anybody, he says. When I can't breathe, I can't talk because my esophagus closes. And then I get real anxious because I can't breathe and my hands start shaking. And then I can't text anybody. So it was a little nerve-wracking. Noble, Hoover's service dog, does not prevent his breathing episodes from occurring, but rather mitigates their duration and severity and notifies help. Noble has been great. He's made a huge difference for me and my family, Hoover says. He helps if I start to have problems breathing. He nudges me, helps me calm down with anxiety so I can try and catch my breathing before it gets worse. And then we have buttons in our house, one downstairs and right outside my office and one in our bedroom, and he'll press either of those buttons if I give him the command. When Hoover's family is home and he is well, he says his dedicated and disciplined pooch behaves like any other. I could probably throw the ball all day and he won't quit. He loves going on our boat. He goes in my neighbor's pool and loves swimming. He'll swim in our lake, he says. And he's a mama's boy when he's not working. If my wife Sherry is upset or I had a rough day at work, he'll just go up and cuddle with her and make her feel better. Demorado says her dogs also change once they get home and their vests come off. We play at the beach, we go for walks, we cuddle on the couch, she says. You know, they're just like a family dog that's very well trained. While the veterans, children, and their families can love their dogs as long-term members of the family, this is impossible for Demorado and hers. Each time I agree to take a puppy, I have to consciously remind myself that this is a service, and you're doing it for a greater good, she explains. You try not to get too emotionally attached to the puppy. Still, humans and dogs, being how they are, that's not always the easiest track to follow. 
There have been times where I have to give back the puppy and there are tears, she says. But I know that the dog has a much greater purpose. My sadness is minor compared to the great things that the dogs do. Thank you for listening to North Forker Stories. Check back with me, Lee Meyer, next week for another story. And visit northforker.com for more. <laughs>